Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 12 of Autobiography of a Pocket Handkerchief by James Fenimore Cooper. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 12 Everyone is more apt to hear an unpleasant rumor than those whom it immediately affects. Thus Eudosia and her mother were the only persons at Mrs. Trotter's ball who were ignorant of what had happened, one whispering the news to another, though no one could presume to communicate the fact to the parties most interested. In a commercial town like New York, the failure of a reputed millionaire could not long remain a secret, and everybody stared at the wife and daughter, and me, first as if they had never seen the wives and daughters of bankrupts before, and second as if they had never seen them surrounded by the evidences of their extravagance. But the crisis was at hand, and the truth could not long be concealed. Eudosia was permitted to cloak and get into the carriage unaided by any bow, a thing that had not happened to her since speculation had brought her father into notice. The circumstance, more than any other, attracted her attention, and the carriage no sooner started than the poor girl gave vent to her feelings. "'What can be the matter, Ma?' Eudosia said. "'That every person in Mrs. Trotter's room should stare so at me this evening. I am sure my dress is as well made and as proper as that of any other young lady in the rooms. And as for handkerchiefs, I could see the envy in fifty eyes when their owners heard the price. That is all, dear. They did envy you, and no wonder they stared. Nothing makes people stare like envy. I thought this handkerchief would make a commotion. Oh, I used to stare myself when envious. Still it was odd that Morgan Morley did not ask me to dance. He knows how fond I am of dancing. And for the credit of so beautiful a handkerchief, he ought to have been more than usually attentive to-night. Mrs. Halfacre gaped, and declared that she was both tired and sleepy, which put an end to conversation until the carriage reached her own door. Both Mrs. Halfacre and Eudosia were surprised to find the husband and father still up. He was pacing the drawing-room, by the light of a single tallow candle, obviously in great mental distress. "'Bless me!' exclaimed the wife. "'You up at this hour?' "'What can have happened? "'What has come to our door?' "'Nothing but beggary,' answered the man, "'smiling with a bitterness which showed "'he felt an inhuman joy at that fierce moment "'in making others as miserable as himself. "'Yes, Mrs. Henry Halfacre, "'yes, Miss Eudosia Halfacre, "'you are both beggars. "'I hope that, at least, will satisfy you.' "'You mean, Henry, that you have failed?' 
for that was a word too familiar in new york not to be understood even by the ladies tell me the worst at once is it true have you failed it is true i have failed my notes have been this day protested for ninety-five thousand dollars and i have not ninety-five dollars in bank to-morrow twenty-three thousand more will fall due and this month will bring round quite a hundred and thirty thousand more that accursed removal of the deposits and that tiger jackson have done it all to own the truth both the ladies were a little confounded they wept and for some few minutes there was a dead silence but curiosity soon caused them both to ask questions this is very dreadful and with our large family commenced the mother and so the general has it all to answer for why did you let him give so many notes for you no no it's not that i gave the notes myself but he removed the deposits i tell you it's just like him the old wretch to think of his removing your deposits just as you wanted them so much yourself but why did the clerks at the bank let him have them they ought to have known that you had all this money to pay and people cannot well pay debts without money you are telling that my dear to one who knows it by experience that is the very reason why i have failed i have a great many debts and i have no money but you have hundreds of lots give them lots henry and that will settle all your difficulties you must remember how all our friends have envied us our lots ay no fear but they'll get the lots my dear unless indeed added the speculator i take good care to prevent it thank god i am not declared bankrupt i can yet make my own assignee well then i wouldn't say a word about it declare nothing and let em find out that you have failed in the best manner they can why tell people your distresses so that they may pity you i hate pity above all things and especially the pity of my own friends oh that will be dreadful put in eudosia for heaven's sake pa don't let anybody pity us very little fear of that i fancy muttered the father people who shoot up like rockets in two or three years seldom lay the foundations of much pity and readiness for their fall well i declare dozy this is too bad in the old general after all i'm sure it must be unconstitutional for a president to remove your father's deposits if i were in your place mr halfacre i wouldn't fail just to spite them you know you always said that a man of energy can do anything in this country and i have heard mr money say that he can't know of man of greater energy than yourself the grin with which the ruined speculator turned on his wife was nearly sardonic your men of energy are the very fellows to fail he said however they shall find if i have had extraordinary energy in running into debt that i have extraordinary energy too in getting out of it mrs halfacre we must quit this house this very week and all this fine furniture must be brought to the hammer i mean to preserve my character at least this was said loftily and with the most approved accents surely it isn't necessary to move to do that my dear other people fail and keep their houses and furniture and carriages and such other things let us not make ourselves the subjects of unpleasant remarks i intend that as little as you do yourself we must quit this house and bring the furniture under the hammer or part with all those lots you so much esteem and prize 
oh if the house and furniture will pay the notes i'm content especially if you can contrive to keep the lots dozy will part with her handkerchief too i dare say if that will do any good by george that'll be a capital idea yes the handkerchief must be sent back to-morrow morning that will make a famous talk i only bought it because money was present and i want to get fifty thousand dollars out of him to meet this crisis the thing didn't succeed but no matter the handkerchief will tell in settling up that handkerchief dozy may be made to cover a hundred lots in what manner i was to open so much like a tent of the arabian nights was a profound mystery to me then as well as it was to the ladies but the handsome eudosia placed me in her father's hand with a frank liberality that proved she was not altogether without good qualities as i afterwards discovered indeed these two females had most of the excellences of a devoted wife and daughter their frivolities being the result of vicious educations or no educations at all rather than depraved hearts when mr halfacre went into liquidation as it is called and compromised with his creditors reserving to himself a pretty little capital of some eighty or a hundred thousand dollars by means of judicious payments to confidential creditors his wife and daughter saw all they most prized taken away and the town was filled with the magnitude of their sacrifices and with the handsome manner in which both submitted to make them by this ingenious device the insolvent not only preserved his character by no means an unusual circumstance in new york however but he preserved about half of his bona fide estate also his creditors as was customary doing the paying it is unnecessary to dwell on the remainder of this dialogue my own adventures so soon carrying me into an entirely different sphere the following morning however as soon as he had breakfast mr halfacre put me in his pocket and walked down the street with the port of an afflicted and stricken but thoroughly honest man when he reached the shop door of bobinet and company he walked boldly in and laid me on the counter with a flourish so meek that even the clerks the very matter-of-fact cast in general afterwards commented on it circumstances of an unpleasant nature on which i presume it is unnecessary to dwell compel me to offer you this handkerchief back again gentlemen he said raising his hand to his eyes in a very affecting manner as a bargain is a bargain i feel great reluctance to disturb its sacred obligations but i cannot suffer a child of mine to retain such a luxury while a single individual can justly say that i owe him a dollar what fine sentiments said silky who was lounging in a corner of the shop wonderful sentiments and such as become a man of honesty those around the colonel approved of his opinion and mr halfacre raised his head like one who was not afraid to look his creditors in the face i approve of your motives mr halfacre returned bobinet but you know the character of the times and the dearness of rents that article has been seen in private hands doubtless and can no longer be considered fresh we shall be forced to make a considerable abatement if we consent to comply name your own terms sir so they leave me a single dollar for my creditors i shall be happy wonderful sentiments repeated the colonel we must send that man to the national councils after a short negotiation it was settled that mr halfacre was to receive fifty dollars and bobinet and company were to replace me in their drawer 
the next morning an article appeared in a daily paper of preeminent honesty and truth and talents in the following words worthy of imitation a distinguished gentleman of this city h h esquire having been compelled to suspend in consequence of the late robbery of the bank of the united states by the cold-blooded miscreant whose hoary head disgraces the white house felt himself bound to return an article of dress purchased as recently as yesterday by his lovely daughter and who in every respect was entitled to wear it as she would have adorned it receiving back the price with a view to put it in the fund he is already collecting to meet the demands of his creditors it is due to the very respectable firm of bobinet and company to add that it refunded the money with the greatest liberality at the first demand we can recommend this house to our readers as one of the most liberal in our city by the way the editor who wrote this article didn't own a foot of the town or of anything else and as possessing a very large and well-selected assortment of the choicest goods the following words we take this occasion to thank messrs bobinet and company for a specimen of most beautiful gloves sent us had a line run through in the manuscript a little reflection telling the learned editor that it might be indiscreet to publish the fact at this precise moment the american will know how to appreciate the importance of this opinion in relation to the house in question when he is told that it is written by one of those inspired moralists and profound constitutional lawyers and ingenious political economists who daily teach their fellow-creatures how to give practical illustrations of the mandates of the bible how to discriminate in vexed questions arising from the national compact and how to manage their private affairs in such a way as to escape the quicksands that have wrecked their own as some of my readers may feel an interest in the fate of poor eudosia i will take occasion to say before i proceed with the account of my own fortunes that it was not half as bad as might have been supposed mr halfacre commenced his compromises under favourable auspices the reputation of the affair of the pocket-handkerchief was of great service and creditors relented as they thought of the hardship of depriving a pretty girl of so valuable an appliance long before the public had ceased to talk about the removal of the deposits mr halfacre had arranged everything to his own satisfaction the lots were particularly useful one of them paying off a debt that had been contracted for half a dozen now and then he met an obstinate fellow who insisted on his money and who talked of suits and chancery such men were paid off in full litigation being the speculator's aversion as for the fifty dollars received for me it answered to go to market with until other funds were found this diversion of the sum from its destined object however was apparent rather than real since food was indispensable to enable the excitement but unfortunate man to work for the benefit of his creditors in short everything was settled in the most satisfactory manner mr halfacre paying a hundred cents on the dollar in lots however but in such a manner as balanced his books beautifully now oh, thank god i owe no man a sixpence said mr to mrs halfacre the day all was concluded and only one small mistake has been made by me in going through so many complicated accounts and for such large sums i had hoped all was settled answered the good woman in alarm it is that unreasonable man john downright who gives you the trouble i dare say he oh, he is paid in full 
I offered him at first twenty-five cents on the dollar, but that he wouldn't hear to. Then I found a small error and offered forty. It wouldn't do, and I had to pay the scamp a hundred. I can look that fellow in the face with a perfectly clear conscience. Who else can it be, then? Only your brother Myers, my dear. Somehow or other we made the mistake in our figures, which made out a demand in his favor of one hundred thousand dollars. I paid it in property, but when he came to look over the figures it was discovered that the cipher too much had been thrown in, and Myers paid back the difference like a man, as he is. And to whom will that difference belong? To whom? Oh, why, of course, to the right owner. End of chapter 12「Lucky Land Casino」asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli I guess Aha in my dentist's office More than once actually Do I have to say? Yes you do In the car before my kids PTA meeting Really? Yes Excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky I never win and tell Well there you have it You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com Play for free right now Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary Void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply See website for details